Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker, and this is episode 43. Well, the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. Today, our theme is prayer. And kids ask so many great questions about prayer, like why do you talk to God? And does he answer prayer? We are continuing to celebrate the National Day of Prayer Month. So we decided to ask back one of our experts who answers lots of kids' questions when it comes to prayer. Leslie McCarthy is a wife and mother and an adult Bible teacher in the small town of Mannheim, Pennsylvania. But she also volunteers to teach the Bible weekly to children attending public school through our Bible to School program. She has lots to say about prayer, how to answer kids' questions, and will even be issuing us a prayer challenge. As always, you can find all of today's resources and more in our show notes at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And we have a new resource called Bible to School at Home. So check it out. Also, we would love for you to join in our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you want to bring the Bible to your local public school, message us or contact us through our Bible to School website. Now, let's join in our conversation with Leslie. Well, welcome back, Leslie, to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. We are talking today about prayer, and I know this is a subject that you are very passionate about. So you're a favorite Bible teacher from Bible to school, and maybe some people don't know about you, though, because you this is your second time you're with us. So could you reintroduce yourself to us? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me back again. So I guess that means I did okay the first time I was on here. <laughs> yes. so you didn't throw me out forever. Uh, no. So I live in Mannheim, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, for your listeners, which is a small town. I'm from the South. They call them towns up here. They call them boroughs. So it's a small borough outside of Lancaster, PA. And I've lived here now for about nine years. Oh, no, almost 10 years with my husband and our three children who are six, 11, and today turning 16. So, so we finally have a 16 year old. Wow. You have a driver now. Oh, we're, we, we just scheduled her permit, I guess, to go to DMV to get her permit. And I'm not looking forward to that. So it makes wow. me kind of nervous as a mom. So, so I'm already passionate about prayer. That's going to make me even more passionate about <laughs> prayer. There's gonna be lots of prayers going up while I'm in the car as she practices driving. So so yeah, we live here with our three kids and all three of whom, my youngest is in kindergarten. She will be doing Bible to school someday, but the other two, my um, 11 year old just kind of, I grew out of the program. He's in fourth grade. So he'll be going into fifth next year. And um, he got to bring home 
his Bible with him this year and was excited and and at the same time, bittersweet to be moving out of Bible school. Right, right. Because we're second, third and fourth grade. Our program is. Yeah. My 16 year old went through second, third and fourth grade with you guys. And I, because I had my youngest starting kindergarten this year, was looking for somewhere to volunteer some of my time. And my kids all loved Bible to school. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to see if I can join the Bible to school team. So this was my first year. We just finished last week because the third grade has PSSAs or tests that they have to take and they couldn't continue anymore this year. So we just finished with them. And I'm already feeling like I'm missing my group of students that I worked with. It was great. And um, I loved doing it and we'll be doing it again next year. Oh, I love that. We'll hold to that. Don't you worry. But <laughs> but you're also you're also a Bible teacher as well of, of adults, correct? I do teach adults and I love doing that. And I'll tell you, more so than anything, teaching these third grade students this past year has really like, you better know why you believe what you believe. Because if you've ever taught children, they're not afraid to ask the hard questions that That's sometimes right. adults are afraid to ask. Kids will just blurt it right out. And so you you better know why you believe what you believe about the Bible, because you, you better be ready with an answer. So. <laughs> well, that's why we have You Can Tell the Children, so we can help adults right. with, with those questions. So, but hey, La- Leslie, last week was the National Day of Prayer. It was May 5th. And so Christians across the nation are focusing on, you know, this great gift given to us. You know, we use in our everyday lives. We can come to him anytime, anywhere with our thoughts, our concerns, our praises, our thanks. But one of the great questions that kids ask us, I'm going to have you answer this, is if God knows everything, why do we talk to him? Right. Which is a great question to ask. I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, adults that ask that same question. God already knows everything. What's the point of prayer? And really for kids and adults, when I talk to people about prayer, it's, it's not just about you're telling God something. It's about a relationship. It's a give and a take. It is a, you're talking and you're listening. And ultimately prayer is about that relationship. And if you think of any relationship, how is any relationship going to grow? And how are you going to get to know another person without ever communicating to them? And so it's vital to any relationship, especially our relationship with God, even though he already knows everything, it's about building that relationship, about communicating and listening. So prayer, which is ultimately just talking to God, is you are talking to him, even though he already knows it, you are just deepening that relationship with him. And and you don't even realize it. Like the more you pray, the more you grow in that relationship. So that's really the heartbeat of why we pray. Oh, I agree. And you know, James 5, 13 and 16 says, I love this. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in, in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray to each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I just love that. And that's, you know, James, the brother of Jesus, talking about prayer. So powerful. Just like you said, it's a relationship. You pray 
with everything you do. Uh, and I love that. So you're a teacher now, Bible to school. And so tell us about a lesson or and, and, and prayer. I know we have several lessons on prayer, but when you when you have a lesson on prayer, how have you seen the children react to that? Because it's a new concept for many of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we did James 5, 13 through 16 in uh, one of the lessons on prayer this year. And so like for our kids, just even looking at them and, and telling them, you know, prayer is just talking to God. And for them to understand, it's not something that's complicated. I mean, I think a lot of times we have a tendency as adults to, to make things complicated but it's really this simple concept of like, listen, I tell them, actually, when I teach them, I tell them, listen, when you pray, just remember the three innies. And I know for people listening, they're gonna be like, what is she saying? Any, like, as in the opposite of out, Audi, like any, <laughs> no, any as in A, N, Y, apostrophe S, the three innies, meaning you can pray anywhere, anytime about anything. And so I was teaching that to the kids and it's just like, you just see kind of these light bulbs go off. You mean I can pray with my eyes open? You can pray with your eyes open. You mean I can pray like at one o'clock in the morning? You can pray at one o'clock in the morning. You mean I can pray about my sister's friend's uh, aunt? You can pray about anything, anywhere, anytime. And so just giving them that understanding that we have that freedom and that privilege and then showing them actually what a privilege prayer is. I mean, we read in the Bible, look, Jesus thought prayer was so important that he did it himself. In the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we'll often read about Jesus going out to pray, finding time to be alone to pray. Luke, right before he teaches his disciples how to pray, Luke chapter 11, he actually comes back from being alone and spending time in prayer. So it was that important to Jesus, but it's a privilege for us. You read Revelation, I believe it's Revelation 5.11, where it talks about the throne of God and surrounding the throne of God are millions of angels, millions and millions of angels. Well, believers, followers of, of Jesus have been granted the privilege, not just followers of Jesus, everyone has been granted the opportunity to walk into presence of God in his throne in front of millions and millions of angels and have a conversation with him and talk to him and pray. We have that privilege and we don't take that for granted. We shouldn't take that for granted because people in the Old Testament, you know, if you read through the scripture, you'll know they used to have to go through the priests for this. They right. used to have to bring their offerings and their sacrifices to the priests and the priests would pray to God and talk to God on behalf of the people and then the then prophets would talk to God on behalf of the people and they would bring God's messages to the people. We don't have to go through that anymore. We don't have, our mediator is Jesus right. and we have that privilege to talk to God. And so just communicating that to kids and seeing them understand, you know what, God's not, he's not far off. He's not distant. He is literally just right there with you and you can talk to him anytime you want about anything anywhere. So three innings, kind of hammer that home with that. So. <laughs> That's great. I love that. And the other part of this that I, that I wanted to ask you about with children and your experience with children is, you know, do children truly understand the power of prayer? Do they understand, you know, that God does answer prayer, but not necessarily the way we, we think he's going to. 
Right. Exactly. No. And I think that I don't think that they, they necessarily do. I don't think adults necessarily understand the power of prayer Mm. because if we did, we would be on our knees all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and, and you don't have to be on your knees to pray, obviously, but we would just, we would do it so much more and understanding that power, we would just, man, talk to God all the time. But um, I think it's our responsibility to teach people that not only children, but to teach people there is power in prayer. And God, when we pray, God responds. And Mm -hmm. it might not always be the way we want it to respond or in the way we think he's going to respond. But when we pray, he responds. Well, one of the the lessons we have is um, how does God answer prayer? And we have stoplight and you can use this at home. We, we actually have done it in another podcast, but it's, you know, God does answer prayer. He says red, no, he says green, yes, or he says yellow, wait. And I thought that was very, very cool. We had a little boy who just was, you know, raising his hand, like I'm yellow, I'm yellow. And, you know, the small group leader said, what do you mean you're yellow? And he said, well, my mom is in jail right now and I'm waiting for her to come out. And I know God, I'm waiting for God to answer my prayer for her to come out and he's taking care of her. And I just thought, wow, here's a second grade little boy who gets the concept of prayer better than I do. And just knowing, pointing those out, if we, in our minds as, as adults, some of those, you know, grandparents out there, moms, dads, you know, using that stoplight and saying, you know what, God does answer prayer. And and saying, showing them when he does. So wow. pointing that out, sometimes you don't point out, say, oh, that's a coincidence or, oh, that's nice that that happened. And, and but I stop everything with my boys and I go, we prayed for that. Do you know we prayed for that and that God answered that and only God could do that? And I think pointing out those answered prayers is really, really helpful to children. I think, but, I think um, that's so important what you're saying. Like I was driving down the road one night with my son and we had started asking when I was praying with him, I was like, you know, you can ask for God to show you his beauty. And mm-hmm. we were driving down the road and it was just this magnificent sunset. And my mm-hmm. son, he looks out the window and he's like, mom, do you think that's God showing me his beauty? And I was like, buddy, remember we prayed for that. That is absolutely God showing you his beauty. And so I think oh. that's so important to point that out. To just say, you know what? Because for us, we certainly do not like to wait. <laughs> we do not like it when that stoplight is on yellow. We just we want we either want an answer, a no or a yes. Show me right now, you know. Right. Uh, so I think that that is very important to just when it answers are fulfilled or given, point it out. <laughs> yeah, and that really does show the power of prayer that yeah. that they that God is listening. And he is the creator of the universe and he is powerful and he can make it happen or and in his own will and his own timing. And we trust him with that. So that's, that is, that's so great to impart to children. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Who do I pray to, God or Jesus? That's a really good question. Most often, we probably find ourselves praying to God, thinking of God the Father but it's okay to pray to Jesus, God the Son. Both God the Father and God the Son are God and in total agreement and unity with each other. I wanted to ask you a lot of times when we pray, especially when we're talking about the nation, we always see everybody pointing to prayer when there is a tragedy, when there is, you know, 9-11 and, and, and rightly so. It just seems like the human time that we're like, oh, we, we only God can, you know, only God can do, fix this or whatever. And it's true. 
but God does the rest of your life as well. How do you encourage children to talk to God about their worries, about their concerns? Because kids get anxious and, and they do have worries. They do. I personally at home, like I encourage my kids every, every single night. We've made it a point since they were little bitty to just pray with them every night. And we started off by teaching them, you know what, start praying by thanking God for what you've been given. And then if they do sell us something like my youngest worries about having bad dreams. And so she will say, mom, I'm, I'm afraid. I was like, well, you know what? Whenever you are afraid, tell God what you are afraid of, then ask him to help you with that. And so the same thing translates when we're talking to kids at Bible school. You know what? If you have worries, if you are anxious, if you are concerned about something, tell God exactly what you're concerned about. He can handle it. God is not, not a God who can't handle your worries. He is big enough to handle yours, mine, and everyone else in this, on this planet at the same time. It's like, tell him what you are worried about and then say, God, I need your help. And so it, it is that simple to do that. But yeah, and then at the same time, like pointing out to them, uh, Psalm 116, I believe, Psalm 116 too, where it says, God bends down to listen when we pray. And I love that image Aww. of God like, bending over. He like, he cares so much. Like what first Peter mm. five, seven is cast your cares and concerns on, on him because he cares for you. He's bending down to listen to your worries. He's bending down to listen to your cares and your anxieties because he loves you so much. That's true. Oh, it's so true. And you know, the other thing that when you said to ask, tell children to, to give their cares and everything, their concerns to them, well, a lot of times they want to pray for others. They're concerned about their grandparents. We see this at Bible to school. They're concerned about other things, other people. And that is really being the heart of God as well. We want to encourage them to pray for others, don't we? Yeah, we do. And, and a lot of times, and I know I do this, I will tell somebody, listen, I'll, I'll pray for you. And then I'll get going along my business or throughout my day and I'll forget to pray for them. So I make it a point and I challenge my, my boys. I have a group of six boys that I teach third grade boys that I teach at Bible school. And I challenge them this year. I'm like, listen, if you, if you want to pray for other people, I was like, here's, here's a good way to do that. I was like, every morning when you wake up, I was like, as you're getting ready for school, just one person pray for one person. And think about like, because they were asking, should we pray for each other in our small group? I was like, mm -hmm. okay, let's go through this. There's six of you. And then you have one small group leader. So here's the challenge. Every day, pray for another person in your small group, a different person. Ah. One person get up and do that. And I was telling them, listen, I pray for you guys every day. And mm -hmm. of course, when I say that, they're like, you do? Mm -hmm. You really do? Like they uh. do. They just, they, they just were amazed that somebody was actually thinking about them. And I was like, listen, as many thoughts as I have towards you, God has so many more that he is thinking about you every single day. And so just challenging people to just, you know, start, start out your day. Like, okay, God, I told this person I would pray for them. I don't even know what to say, but I pray for them. You know what they need, you know, what their cares and concerns are. So I'm just going to pray for them and give them what they need today. It's that simple. <laughs> I love that. I heard about your challenge. I heard that you challenged your small group for that, and they really got into it. They I did mean, get into they it. Did. They did. They came back and told you that they prayed for each other and everything. 
They did. They came back. They told me that. And one little boy is real funny. He was like, well, I didn't know what to pray. So I just said, praying for Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. God knows your heart. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you're, we're talking and and we got to wrap up here soon, Leslie, but we're talking about uh, different kind of prayer challenges. What, what can we say to like our, the moms, dads, grandparents, how can they implement that in their homes or when they, when they see their nieces and nephews and things, what, what would your advice be to get that conversation of prayer going and to get them, the kids challenged to pray? Well, I do think it's very important to just pray, put, make prayer a priority with your kids. And, and, and a way that we do that is when they go to bed every single night, we do spend time praying with them every single night. It doesn't have to be a long prayer, but what we actually love in my family that we started implementing a couple of years ago is, and we heard this from somebody else. So this isn't an original idea. So if anybody hears this, please feel free to take it and run with it. But sometimes we have our church small group, our life group, as we call them, meets on Sunday nights, and sometimes they don't. When we're not meeting with our life group, we set Sunday evening aside. We put this on our family calendars at 6 p.m. We have five members in our family. All five of us are going to come together, and we're going to sit down, and we look ahead at our week. And We have a six-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 16-year-old, and we look ahead at our week, and we say, what do you have coming up this week that we should pray for? And Ah. we all go around. And so we all split up. Okay. We tell my, my oldest daughter, who do you want to pray for? And then my son, who do you want to pray for? And then my youngest, who do you want to pray for? So that every family member is prayed for and everybody has an opportunity to pray. And Ah. so it's not easy for, for our youngest, you know, we have to help her. She can't remember like all, all that we mentioned. Okay. I have this meeting coming up this week. Could you pray for this meeting and, and how it goes? You know, so we have to help her. Right. But the idea is still you're getting prayer in front of them. You're showing them, you're modeling how it how to pray. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. even had to do this for his right. disciples. Yep. So you are just getting them in this mindset of like, listen, our week, we're gonna talk to God about our week this week. We're gonna have that relationship going into this week where God knows exactly what's coming. He already knows this but we're just going to acknowledge it before him. We're going to talk to him about it. And then, you know, at the end of the week, we'll come back together and we'll say, listen, how did God answer this prayer this week? And so I feel like that is a, our kids have like, there've been times where they've complained about it, but when we haven't done it, they always ask us, why haven't we prayed tonight? (laughs) Are are we going to pray tonight? So they, they're on board with it too. Um, Yes. That'd be my challenge. (laughs) Leslie, that is awesome. And I really appreciate you spending time with us today to talk about prayer, to talk about the challenge that you're giving your family and you gave your small group leader. Thank you for your time with that. Would you mind ending us in prayer for this month of the the National Day of Prayer Month? Would you mind ending us in prayer, please? Absolutely. Absolutely. Father, we come before you today and we just thank you so much for the fact that as you tell us in your word, that you do bend down to listen to us as we pray. God, you hear what's on um, our lips. You know what's in our hearts. You see what is coming in our futures. And so God, I just, we acknowledge all of that before you, God, that you are the giver of life. You are the one who directs our steps. God, I pray that our relationships would just 
grow deeper and deeper into you, the more we pray. God, help us to have the courage and the boldness to come before your throne with whatever we have on our hearts, with our joys, with our pains, with our heartache. God, we lay it at your feet, all of our burdens at your feet, because you are the one who can handle all of it. I just continue to pray to you for direction and guidance in our lives. Thank you, God, for listening. We love you and ask all of these things in the name of your precious son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. What a simple way to teach kids about prayer through a prayer challenge. I'm going to get on that right away with the kids in my life. How about you? We would love to be a resource for you when it comes to answering kids' questions. Check out our blog and our socials to get simple biblical answers for your kids' questions. Also, have you heard of our new resource, Bible to School at Home? Check it out and other resources that Leslie mentioned on our show notes at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Or if you just want to know how to bring the Bible to your local public school, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you. So remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus and God's beautiful gift of prayer.